Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We are broadcasting from Ceridian slash Dayforce Insights at the Win, And uh, I say Ceridian slash Dayforce because they're going through a brand change. And uh, it won't be until 24 until we kind of see it. But if they're kind of letting everybody know that it's coming. And so it's really, really cool. The, 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 it's all it's splashed all around the conference, so it's really, really cool. And uh, we've been to Insights a bunch of times. And so why don't we get to our guest? Garen, could you do us a favor and introduce yourself and the company? Of course. Yeah, thanks for having us. Sure. First of all, really excited um, to talk some shop today. 100%. Yeah. So my name is Garen Brown. I've uh, been working with Ubic for about two and a half years now. Um, really exciting projects with retailers of all shapes and sizes understanding the daily challenges that they're going through and how Ubic helps them. Uh, and typically what that is for us is our mission is to uh, make the life easier for millions of frontline and deskless workers. Oh, cool. uh, so what that means is a lot of the in-store associates at retailers and hospitality uh, restaurant chains, uh, they don't have time to sit at a desk and log into a laptop and be able to get all the access to the information that they have. So we're really thinking about how can you give them that experience while they're uh, on the go. And so that's really where our heads are at at Ubic, trying to solve the day-to-day problems there. I love this. I absolutely love this. And it's an underserved market because most of the technology is focused on corporate. It's focused on salaried employees, which is great. No hate on any of those types of things. But the hourly employee, you know, again, you, you're doing, you talked about uh, retail and food service, but, you know, extending that out to, to uh, food service, convenience, uh, convenience store, hourly healthcare, like, Again, anyone without a desk, without a laptop or a computer or whatever, they're doing all their work on a cell phone or, or tablet. So everything that you do or the technology that you implement, it has to be user-friendly. It has to be, it has to work mobile. Exactly. I love that. That is such, again, that, 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 that I say industry, it's industry's plural, but that group of people, they just don't get access to great technology and to actually have a partner that helps them optimize their workforce for the different tools that are available to them. That's genius. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's really interesting in just the way you were saying it, like empowering them to be able to know what to do, how to do it well, and support them when they are unable to do it. There's a lot of different things that we're doing to, uh, like I was saying, make their life easier. I think it's really difficult when information is living in a bunch of different places, trying to figure out what am I supposed to do when I walk into work? That's where Ubit comes into play and helps you with what you're supposed to know, what you're supposed to do, what right. you're supposed to know, yeah. and what you're supposed Clock to learn. In, that all that stuff. That is great. How long have you been uh, partnered with uh, Dayforce? We are actually very freshly partnered with Dayforce. Awesome. Uh, so this is a new strategic partnership for us. Uh, we're really looking to just continue the end-to-end experiences we we're just discussing for these frontline teams. Right. I think it's really interesting hearing uh, how David was talking about he was evaluating HR systems and realized there's 12 different systems that don't speak to each other. Why not just create one? Yep. Our founder, Fabrice, uh, was very similar in the way he was thinking. Of. There's information living in a bunch of different places. These uh Employees at the at the retail level don't know what to do, and they don't even know where to find the information that they should have. That's right. How do we centralize and simplify that experience for them? So it's really, after hearing David say that, I think it just makes so much sense uh, for the partnership, and we're really excited to understand uh, Dayforce's uh, retail employees or retail customers, and uh, really dive into you know how can we 
partner with Dayforce from a product integration standpoint and be able to provide an even better uh, experience. Do you deal with other technologies, like say retail technologies, I would say point of sale, but like other types of things outside of HR? Uh, yes. So we can integrate into them uh, and be cool. able to get data in there if yeah. need be or have the user experience on certain POSs. Right. Um, and I just use that as an example, but other types of technology that kind of a, for a retailer, there's a there's a stack of technology that they need to use, right? HR is a part of that, but yeah. not all of that. Yeah. So we work uh, really strongly in operations and communications oh, as cool. well. Um, so that's a big, big piece of where our focus is. And a lot of our successful partnerships are, are working in the ops, comms, and the HR side with learning. I could see y'all kind of making your way around to all the other facets of a, of a retail organization. I, I started in retail, actually. I started with uh, Walmart back in the 80s. So once retail's in your blood, it's just kind of a fun, fun bit. Once retail's in your blood, you can never not get it out. The same with food service. Like you grew up as a waiter, like you can never not forget yeah. that bit, right? Yeah. Retail's just that way. So I love, first of all, I love the focus of the organization, kind of the, the niche focus of the organization, because there's just not that many people that focus there. Also, bringing something like Dayforce into that market and saying, here, here's like 19 different things the way you can actually optimize your business. Yeah. Yeah. Making it seamless. Like, right. I think David's mission was so strong of how do you know, how do you take all these different systems and put them into one? And same thing for us. Like, how do you, you know, you're communicating something. It takes some education if need be. And right. that's where it's like, how do you do that? And so we're really focusing on that of like that whole experience of how do you commute communicate something to make it easy to digest how do you teach when there's opportunities to be taught right uh, and then if they need to go right. and execute at that point them. well you know especially with hourly with deskless workers it's at that moment you know they don't need a class two hours later or five days later they need that they need that training right there like I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about training in the food service world and it's like it's different because what they need to be trained on is the menu that night yep so when they clock in, in fact, in, in this particular case, before they could clock in, before they could say yes or accept the shift or whatever the bit was, they had to go through the menu. They had to read through, scroll through the menu, understand it, click on it, and then check in. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good uh, use case of what we do in retail is like when there's an LTO or a restaurant, when there's an LTO at a fast casual restaurant, right. how do you communicate to the employee that first it's happening right. and what are the values behind it? Why are we doing this? Two, how are we teaching them to be able to uh, let customers know that it exists? What are the benefits of it? Right. Like, you know, what type of items are we putting out there? Right. How do you help them retain that information? Right. And then how do you help them go set up the marketing advertisements that need to be on the windows of the, uh, I, the that's, restaurant? That's why communications is so important because it's in retail, it's like, hey, listen, we just got a brand new supply of baseball gloves. Let's just randomly say something. Okay. Pushing that and actually letting people know, letting all the associates or all the employees know, hey, we just, we just got these baseball gloves. We have an entire pallet of them. They're $9. Getting them to know that and then in a real-time way and understanding, hey, listen, just let people know. You, they don't have to buy it, but letting them know that you have it, I think, is powerful. It, it can actually drive sales. Like That's what I love about what you are doing is it's not only just the, the HR function and communications. It's, it's actually you can see where it affects the bottom line for a retailer. Yeah, that, that's really good segue into, like that's, I think the value 
that we bring the best is we can increase sales. Uh, another piece of it is heightening the customer experience, yep. uh, operational efficiency, so decreasing time it takes to get things done, uh, increasing the employee experience and mitigating risk. Uh, if you're in you know, health and safety for right. food, um, even a lot of retailers, health and safety checks are crucial to make sure that things aren't just laying around and oh, someone yeah. could trip on them. No, safety is a huge thing because that's, that's, again, a slip and fall. Just a simple slip and fall can cost you both for the customer and the customer experience or the employee employee experience. It can cost you a lot, not just in dollars, but you know, one of the things you, you all focus on and you'll see a lot is retention. How do we retain employees? So how do we recruit them? Great, check, you know, which I think Dayforce does a wonderful job with the recruiting module, but how do you actually keep them? And again, you don't keep an hourly employee. You gotta now go hire them again. You gotta go through this whole process of training, et cetera. So what do you see there as, a, as it relates to attrition or retention or anything like that? We are seeing employee experience being heightened when you can better support your teams. It's a very easy concept when uh, if you make work easy, right. I, people are going to want to stay. Right. They right. walk in and they know what they have to do or they know where they need to go to figure out everything they have to do that day, um, be able to engage with the trainings that help them do what they're doing and feel connected to the brand. So a big piece of what we're talking about with communications is uh, updates and awareness of what's going on with the company. What are the company values? What is the CEO saying? We have a lot of really fun use cases with our partners having the CEO film a video and oh, release it through our platform. Uh, and they're able to engage with it. They're able to like it, comment on it. And, and it's really connecting and creating a sense of culture and right. community within right. these brands. There's a lot of different ways that we're doing that. And I think it's really, you know, the first piece is getting your teams to feel supported and enabled in their day-to-day -day role. And then going beyond that, it's creating that sense of community and, and culture and really building like a warm and welcoming place for these retailers to bring people into and, and drive value to their lives. I love that. I absolutely love that. Because again, you're dealing with the customer experience and the employee experience, and both experiences have to be moved. Like so many, you can over-index on one and forget the other. And so you can over-index on the customer experience and go, hey, we have a wonderful customer experience. But if you're just churning employees, that's going to, at one point, it's going to impact the customer experience. Yeah. We, we always say, you know, it takes one click for me to buy something on Amazon. Why doesn't it take one click for them to get their to-do list for the day? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, again, that's reasonable. I forgot to ask you at the beginning, what type of retailers are we working with? Are we, are we big box? Are we small box? Are we franchise, franchisees? Like what, who do we work with? All kinds of retailers. Okay. So basically if you have storefronts, right. we can help you. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, and there's a lot of different ways of focusing on that. When you're looking at big box, it's a lot of right. how do we get things done? A lot of execution, a lot of different SKUs. When you're more uh, smaller format, it's a really high touch point customer experience. So how do you keep your store teams getting the task done quickly and being available for your customers? So there's a lot of different ways that, you know, we can support your teams to accomplish what your experience is supposed to be. I love it. Okay. So 24 is uh, three months away. Yep. Ish. Um, what are you hearing from customers? What are you, what are you hearing? What are you, what's already starting to kind of bubble up? What's keeping them up at night. What are you starting to hear about 2024? The biggest thing right now, which is great industry-wide, is retail is back. Yeah. So we're seeing online e-commerce sales penetration uh, plateauing uh, and then increases in foot traffic to our retailers, which is great. their bread and butter. Yes. You, that's, that's awesome. We yeah. need that. Um, 
But with that being said, there's ever-growing complexities of omni-channel processes. So being able to support your teams to be up to date on what the new SOPs are. Right. Um, and, and really just enabling them to follow through with this new world of retail that has drastically Sorry. changed over the past four years. They want, people want a better experience. They, yeah. they won't take the experience from 19 or 2019. That experience, that's out. Move that out. What do you think about the talent shortage or perceived talent shortage in the kind of the hourly market or the retail market? It's a really good question. I, I think there is a gap in what the hourly role can right. provide to an employee. Right. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I think what we're seeing a lot of the times is that it is a role that is not truly valued and enabled and invested in. So how are you investing that employee experience and making them feel that they are valued to the brand? Because they are. Right. They are crucial to how a customer can walk in and experience your brand. It's, it could be anyone uh, who is providing that great experience and they become a lifelong customer. Uh, and if it's not there, it's big, drastic difference 100%. on the other side. So. I, I really think it's just supporting and enabling and investing in your frontline teams. Uh, that's where I think the focus is moving because of this shortage that we've been hearing about. And right. I think I've been seeing a lot of retailers reinvest and reimagine what it means to be a retailer that invests in their people. And it's really going down to the store level now. I think if you don't invest in your people, you're, uh, you're putting your business at a serious disadvantage. And it, some of that is just because of where retail is, has evolved in, in a pandemic and people's expectations about life, et cetera. I also think some of it's just the generational change too. Millennials and Gen Z, I'm envious of them, extremely envious by the way, but it's, they view the world differently in the sense of, I don't care what you're doing like three weeks from now, what are you doing right now to make my life better? Which I think those are great questions in the recruiting process, but you've got to fulfill on it in their actual experience. When they clock in or what, like something as simple as um, shift change. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be a thing. You know, you need coverage, okay? That's simple. But you know, you should be able to do that like on your phone and be able to say and change and somebody approve it and it's done. Like stuff like that, that's table stakes. And I still see people struggle with that because they want some type of, either the technology doesn't work or they can't get it to work or they want some type of leadership or management to over that, some type of oversight. It's like, these people are adults. <laughs> First of all, if they're not adults, don't, don't hire them. But if they're adults, trust them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a big piece, trust. And, yeah. and it's, it's really thinking about, like, how can you earn that trust? Yep. And it's all the different ways of how are you communicating properly to make it easy for people to understand what's going on. Um, there's, there's a variety of different ways that you can invest in your people. And I think it's on retailers to really think about what their specific demographics need. So tell, tell me what you think of this phrase. So this is uh, probably uh, three months ago, I hear this phrase and I really like it, but I want you to tear it apart. So we viewed the hourly market. So not just in retail, but just the hourly market in general is a faucet. And we just turn on the faucet and candidates just show up, right? college uh, recruiting or whatever we're going to we'll just turn on the faucet put it on craigslist who cares turn, turn on the faucet and candidates show up candidates now view us as the faucet and they turn us on and then turn us off so commoditization we viewed them as a commodity for years decades we viewed them as commodities 
now they view us as commodities. So how does that gel with you? What do you what do you mean? First of all, tear it apart. I don't mind. No, I I just think as you were just saying with like millennials and Gen Z, the way we view work is a lot different. Uh, it's work life balance, and it's more so we prioritize the life. Yep. Part of that, not yep. necessarily yeah, yeah. the work. It's life work balance. Yeah, it's life work balance, <laughs> and I think it's a big piece of, um, you know, really f- looking at it as individuals. Yeah. I think are more important than like these big companies right, right. like the companies are always going to be functioning yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can always bring someone new in but what are you adding to that individual's life rather than looking at it is what is the individual adding to the company um and so it's really just looking at what are we doing for every individual yeah. that is on our payroll rather than looking at it from what are they doing for us you just change job postings in that space which i like uh, a lot as you start the job post typically or at least historically we've talked about the skills requirements the you know degree whatever that what all that stuff is and if a retailer wants to get somebody a gen z if they want to get that talent they start with life here's here's how we make your life better and then they start getting into the other particulars because those are those things that are important i'm just saying that the prioritization has changed like we don't need to talk about that stuff last or, or at all like if we, we if, if you don't talk about how you talk about balancing out life and work they're just not going to apply or if they apply, they're not going to show, you know, so like you got that problem. All right. So we talked a little bit about 24. What is, what do you want to get out of coming to Insights? So de- I definitely need to ask you that question since you're here, new partner. What's the, what was your expectation? Like when you kind of, you know, like, okay, you're going to Vegas. Okay. Check. You're going to be at the win. Okay. That doesn't, you know, that's not terrible. Okay, Jack, but what, what was your expectation coming into the show? Yeah, my, my first expectation was lose $500 on blackjack. Good. Did you do that immediately? We're close. Okay. We're good. getting there. I've still got it's today good. and tomorrow. Just get that done. So get that done. Th- we're pacing there yeah. pretty well. <laughs> just light it on fire. I found <laughs> you just go out on the sidewalk and just light it on fire and go, okay, done. We're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're really excited about the, the Ceridian Day Force Partnership. Uh, coming here, it's really just to get to know the key people in our relationship with Ceridian Dayforce, um, which we have been doing. Spent a lot of time, went out to a great dinner last night. Uh, and then from there, really starting to understand from a product side, how are we going to integrate? What does it actually look like? What are the key places that we can focus on originally? We had some really good conversations with their product team, um, speaking with Fabrice, our CEO, Hadrian, our VP of uh, Revenue Enablement. So really productive conversations that are way above my head, if yeah, I'm being completely yeah. no, honest. No, no, no. Uh-huh. Trust me, but, I'm right there with you. But yeah, it's really just like create a bond with the partnership that is, that is you know, professionally when we're looking at it from a product integration right. side and then personally from just a friendship side as well. I think in both have been, you know, done. I yeah. think that it's been accomplished and we, we are really excited. Ceridian Dayforce has some great people um, and just continue like really yeah. excited to continue the relationship yeah they really are i've known them for a long time and they're actually really really good human beings software aside software also just happens to be really really world-class but the people is what kind of makes it for me um so let me ask you a question about getting people to use technology do you have a favorite trick or tip or hack to get people to use technology i think from the ubic point of view uh something we talked about earlier is can you simplify right can you take what typically is five different things and right. turn it into one that's number one especially uh, with this audience 
especially with this audience. And people, for years, people talk about the attention span. It drove me crazy because I didn't kind of dig into it because the, the difference between the attention span between a millennial and Gen Z is about four seconds difference, about 12 to eight seconds. And what people don't understand is they thought that that was a bad thing. And the thing is, is when you actually dig into the data you dig into Gen Z, you find out they just make decisions faster. So it isn't an attention span issue. It's now they already come to a conclusion. They just process it faster because yep. they've never not had the internet. So they could just kind of get there quicker. It's like, okay, again, as a technology, if we don't simplify, they've moved on. Yeah. They're that's out a, of there. They're that's out of there. That's what it is. Yeah. They're judging us. That's, that's the thing that, that most people don't get when they, when you apply to a job, the people that are applying to the job, they're judging you, the technology, the communication strategy, all of that stuff, they're judging you yeah. and whether or not they want to associate themselves with you. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. I, I think like going on with that and, and there's one way to really look at it is what are the apps we use every single day? I'm on Twitter way too much. I'm on Instagram it's, way too much. Yep. Facebook, right there, everyone is. Yep. Almost every demographic is yeah. way too involved in social media. 100%. What does that mean? It means social media knows how to keep our attention. You should be building your you know, business solutions around that idea. Of how are you making it appealing and engaging to keep coming back to it? So that's one of the, the values that we bring at Ubic is how do you keep an end user engaged? And it's the, the answer is easy. Make it look like Instagram and make yeah. it feel like that. Make it fun. It works, exactly. Make it fun and, and you're good to go. Well, you, you said it earlier about making their life better. You know, technology, I mean, we, we could argue, I guess, or discuss whether or not Instagram makes our life better. But however, I enjoy it. Yep. Oh, so whether or not it does make my life better or not, I know that I like it. So I could talk to you forever, but... I know you got like meetings and stuff you have to go do. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for having us. Uh, really, really enjoyed this conversation. Nice first. Nice first. And thanks everybody for listening until next time.